though. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Welcome, everybody, back. We are the Triad of the Force, a Star Wars podcast from three Puerto Rican friends who come together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. Today, it's we have a fantastic guest, uh, which is appropriate for Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, we have the wonderful Brigitte Cali Canales. Welcome, Brigitte. What's up, guys? Viva la raza. Yeah. Viva la raza. <laughs> it's probably one of the best, one of the best months, obviously, as we're celebrating everything uh, Hispanic and Latinx. So we're so blessed to have you with us to talk, you know, about you, your career, obviously a little bit of Star Wars, because we wouldn't be a Star Wars podcast if we didn't talk about it. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, so, yeah, ask away. Yeah, so let's, let's get started. Uh, yeah. Before we obviously get into... Uh, much of anything we want to congratulate you for uh, your film the old ways we've seen that it's done so so well on netflix it was like i think number one or number four horror movie uh, on netflix which is amazing yeah i was i was like is this real is okay somebody wait is, is this really happening right now <laughs> because you know it was just this little indie that i never even mm -hmm. thought i thought probably it would get bought by um I don't know, by like Shudder or just a smaller, mm -hmm. a smaller uh, horror focused network. Mm -hmm. And then Netflix uh, bought it and I was like, okay, well, that'll be interesting. Let's see how it pans out. And then I found that it was number one in the horror genre mm -hmm. on Netflix mm -hmm. for at least two weeks, which was like, you know, it's, it's a shocker because mm -hmm. it's a simple, it really is a simple movie when you think mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. it with a, a small budget for the competition. Um, so I feel very fortunate, super agradecida con Dios, mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of like, wow, um, what a, what a journey. And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm so happy I jumped on board. <laughs> no, we're definitely happy that you <laughs> jumped on that too, because you were fantastic on it. And not just that, but it's so good to see like, uh, a horror movie. I mean, not just a horror movie, a movie in general, that just talks about, uh, Hispanic culture in a you know yeah. genuine way because at least personally for me you can always tell when like people that aren't part of the culture are making a movie about a culture something always seems off and with this movie like it felt like the heart was in the right place and everyone was doing something that was uh, authentically trying to represent positively right uh, Hispanic cultures and in this case right Mexican culture so why don't you tell us a little bit about that like what went into like uh, the culture behind the film of course so you know when i first got the audition i was like this why is this all so weird i feel like some mm -hmm. of this has to be true and then i looked it up i looked up uh, veracruz catemaco and mm -hmm. um i started just kind of getting into my research and then i saw a real psychic surgery and i was like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh my God, this stuff is real. Um, I was super scared. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was like, ¿Qué me va a pasar? If I do this, what What if the brujos of Catemaco yeah. get mad? Which, mm -hmm. by the way, I had the brujos of Catemaco post uh, on Twitter that they were, they're the real brujos of Catemaco. And a picture oh, wow. of all sitting on rocks. And they're like, mm. oh, I'm like cool. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not competing. Yeah, I'm not yeah, competing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like you guys... You guys yeah. are the masters there. That's, that's <laughs> what you're reading. You know, this is fake. This is fictitious. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I was really happy that 
I feel like all of us have some kind of, if you're Latino, you have some kind of family member, mm -hmm. uh, yep. whether you know about it or not, that says, mm -hmm. ay, mija, necesita una limpia de huevo, or ay, mm -hmm. mija, mm -hmm. traes el muerto encima, or, you know, something like that, like, necesitas hacerte limpieza, what's the other one, mm -hmm. uh, niña, necesitas un despojo, uh -huh, those are uh -huh. all things that you've heard your family members say, uh, whether they're uh, immediate family members or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that you're not as close to them. Um, and I feel that we were also, Latinos for the most part, are pretty religious mm -hmm. and Catholic. And so mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. kind of, uh, we put on these glasses of like, uh, no, we would never do that. But I remember mm -hmm. going to church and... I was at, at this beautiful little Catholic church in Miami, which is where I'm from. And um, mm -hmm. I walked in and I, I told the lady, I was like, I just feel that things have been a little challenging for me lately. And I just, I want to be in uh, in flow, you know, like I want to be in a, in a better flow for my life. And she goes, well, niña, tienes que darte un baño con miel mm -hmm. y con mm -hmm. rosas. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, wait, are we? <laughs> like, why do I? And she's like, that. Una vela, limpiate. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I thought that I was just supposed to pray. I'm so confused. Right, right, right. And so I have no, you know, I think everyone should do what makes them feel more connected. I don't, you know, whether it's whatever your, whatever your choice is, there should never be a judgment from anyone's, um, as long as you're not hurting anyone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, right. But I feel that this finally exposed a little bit of that and, uh, the hypocrisy in some ways that exists finally a film featured the the truth about these people that that probably family members of ours have gone to before mm -hmm. maybe not to that degree but somebody to to read your cards somebody to mm -hmm. you know it's real and why mm -hmm. are we not embracing that part of our culture and telling more stories about it when right when people connect to it you know it, so yeah I was just gonna say it's just a beautiful intersection of all cultures because you have, mm -hmm. you know, European influence, you have African influence, you have that, uh, mm -hmm. like indigenous influence on everything, mm -hmm. and that's that's beautiful. There's so much to learn from there. I I completely agree, and I was just happy that um, somebody was talking about it. You know, it may not it may not be to the degree that we have been exposed to, but there's mm -hmm. definitely uh, a, a a silver lining there, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's right. there. Um, so yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Perfect. Now that Halloween is here, right? Keep on, exactly. Keep on climbing. It'll it'll come back and be number one once again. Oh, uh, since it's the no. since no. since you know we started we started the the Halloween season basically right today with uh, the first day yeah. of autumn. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, I love Halloween. Like I I didn't I didn't know about it how much I loved it when I was a kid because mm -hmm. my mom would be like, "Eso es el demonio." En esta right. casa, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, Mama, but todo el mundo se está vestiendo bien padre. Yo, ¿por qué no? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's, now that I'm free, I'm an adult. Uh, exactly. I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now I dread, I go all out and I decorate so cool with ghosts and everything and like bones sticking out of the ground. Awesome. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so uh, besides uh, the old ways, you've also been uh, uh, a lot of TV shows like... Uh, the Walking, uh, the Walking Dead spinoff. Uh, so how is that different being like in TV versus uh, movies versus voice work? Like how, how, you know, how do you prepare for each one? Is there one that you prefer? 
Uh, why don't you tell yeah. us a bit about the process? So, you know, since we don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it, it is different. I feel that, you know, voiceover, there's a man called, I'm sure you know about him, D. Bradley Baker, who voices mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of characters in Star Wars. And working with him was probably, I've worked with many talented actors, but I would say that was probably the most intense amount of talent I've ever experienced in the mm -hmm. same room. Um, because he did, I kid you not, he did one take of like six different characters. Jesus Christ. And I was just like, like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all I could think of was like, God, why didn't you give me just a little bit of talent like that? <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just, just so I could do three. I don't need to do, I don't need to do 12. I could do three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Completely different. I mean, he was just all the voices. I couldn't believe the the fluidity and the just grace that he did it with mm -hmm. it was unbelievable uh so i think that that's probably been my greatest um experience with uh, another talented colleague and everyone i've worked with has been amazing it's just a different level of of um i don't know how to explain it. it's just a different level of talent you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to see him like transform physically and everything was mind-blowing and so I love that, but then there's something so special about having a character evolve, which is what happens mm -hmm. with TV. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're like, this is the idea of a character. We want to take it that way. But then some something magical happens between us, an actor and another one. And then they're like, wow, we got to go this way because look at that mm -hmm. connection. Uh, right. There's there's something there we got to explore. And then film is Pretty much there's a beginning to an end, you know, they, they have everything mm. um, carved out, they, they know what they need to do. And uh, the cool thing about film is that you know your character's arc, mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. in TV sometimes it's being written as you're going along and so you're constantly like exploring what, what, what would my character feel here and what if this is the route they're going, oh wait, whoa, I was really off, now we're going here, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. this way now. So it keeps you kind of a little bit more on your toes, I think. Um, and I do enjoy that. And I, I like the idea of having a family I come back to mm -hmm. this season, you know. Um, but I also, I don't know, I love them all. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. they, all, they all fill me in a different way, you know. Do, do you, how do you get in the mindset of like mm -hmm. each character? Like, do you, do you, and like actually like go out and think like how will this character feel or do you just like let it draw draw on you and like and let it inspire you as you read the script like what's mm. what's that process like for you it's kind of a combination i think uh it's kind of letting it land and then also asking what if oh what if this happened or what if this happened oh well, what if she was in this situation oh well, what if she was in that situation you know what i mean like it's, mm -hmm. it's a mm -hmm. lot of asking questions but and then also going for the ride uh i i don't like it when i think too much about like i'm not um I, some actors journal and i haven't had a character that i've maybe if i did some kind of um a different era uh mm -hmm. from like, like 1920s i feel like mm -hmm. then i would have to journal because i'd have so little to draw draw from in my life um and just just everything was so different in those days uh, mm -hmm. But I haven't had a character yet that I've had to do that for. 
Um, so I just kind of go with uh, my intuition, uh, spontaneity, mm -hmm. um, just finding some common ground between me and the character, and uh, and then just go for the ride. Right, perfect. And and going back a little bit then to like the old ways and how we were talking about culture and representation. Obviously, that's a big topic uh, now. Representation, right? Yeah. Representation matters. And obviously, now that we're in Hispanic Heritage Month, a big month us for us Latinos, Latinx uh, people to you know be at the forefront of representation and TV and film. Uh, so always was really important in that sense, I think, for the horror genre to have authentic uh, Latinx representation. So I wanted to ask you, like, how, like, how is representation important to you? And do you as an actress have, like, any uh, way or uh, power, right, to ensure that the characters you're representing or that the media that you're in has the ability to represent, you know, uh, Latinx culture uh, appropriately? So I have limited power because... I've only been an actress uh, for the last few projects, but that mm -hmm. will not be my future. I will mm -hmm. be, you know, God willing, one day executive producer. And yes. when that does happen, I will have uh, much more say. Mm -hmm. uh, I I do have the power to tell a director, I don't think this is a, this doesn't really capture, uh, I think, what you're trying to say. And, and I will always stand for what what's most appropriate for our culture. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think it's it's super important. You know, I remember being a little girl and not seeing many Latinos on TV mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and watching the Disney cartoons and being like, Mommy, you get all, I, I want to do that. You know, I mm -hmm, want to be mm -hmm. like that. And never seeing, you know, I don't know, Carlita, uh, um, mm -hmm. Esmeralda, you know, a Spanish one. Uh, I don't know, a Clarita, mm -hmm. whatever the heck, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm, any, any name, you add Ita and all of a sudden. And then everything is exciting, though. <laughs> Laurita. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and I remember it affecting me. Uh, and I used to love watching um, foreign films because of that. Mm -hmm. I felt, I was like, oh, okay, there, I'm there, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I had a, somebody interview me. Uh, from an, on another podcast, and he told me that when his son was watching Star Wars, mm -hmm. and he saw uh, me and my sister, the Martez sisters, he said, mm -hmm. hey, she's like me, and mm -hmm. he's Hispanic, you know, and for him, it was so important, and he felt seen, he felt represented, and I, I am so annoying about it. I talk about it mm -hmm. all the time, because I don't think people understand how it affects your entire world and what mm -hmm. you feel you are capable of achieving. Yeah. And um, I think, uh, I personally feel like we haven't stuck together enough. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think when we do, when we don't care about, oh, Mexican or whatever, or Colombian mm -hmm. or Puerto Rican or Cuban, whatever, when we're just like, we are one and it's mm -hmm. time for mm -hmm. us to, to really be seen the way we deserve to be seen i think when that happens mm -hmm. everything's going to change yeah i think so and i agree because at least for me and my perspective when i see media right it's like film tv or whatever uh, i think it's interesting because i see that maybe we are represented because we are in a lot of those things but i feel like our voices don't you know i feel like they're muted and like our yeah. representation is kind of fringe it's not like okay let's represent them appropriately and push them to the front. It's more like, okay, well, you're here. 
and this is where yeah. you'll stay, but you're not supposed to jump over to this other side. I mean, at least that's my perspective. I don't know if you feel the same way about that. Which I do, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think that uh, first of all, I've seen how how Latinos support films. Mm -hmm. Like we go to the movies all the time, mm -hmm. and we're we're there. We're huge fans. Like anyone that wants to make it in music goes to Mexico, and it doesn't matter where you're from. All mm -hmm. of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, hey, so and so, make them, you know, we, we believe in them. And they hit it and then they hit Latin America and now they make it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't, I think that that's overseen. And I cannot wait for people to realize that stories about our culture and our lives are just as important than, mm -hmm. as whatever story about whatever American girl or boy. Yeah. is being is being created you know mm -hmm. we are this country is a melting pot and there's mm -hmm. so many beautiful cultures and there is no reason why we should be giving one culture more attention than the other mm -hmm. we should all be equals absolutely and what a perfect segue right especially with what you had said before about uh, when you were talking about trace then to kind of jump now a little bit into star wars and then talk about uh, your character and Trace, uh, Trace in the Clone Wars, which kind of to seg into it was such a uh, fresh of breath air, right? Because precisely what you were talking about. Uh, I mean, we've all loved Star Wars for the longest time, but Star Wars has always been almost very exclusively white, even though you have like this world that's built on inclusivity, right? Especially with like all these aliens of different colors and different shapes. But in terms of like all the human characters, it's, you know, the... <laughs> The ones that aren't white are few and far between. So to all of a sudden not just have like a, a, char a character of color, but a character of color whose name and whose attitudes and whose look represent like culture like Trace and Rafa did was kind of a, a big deal, <laughs> at least yeah. for me when I saw it. All of a sudden it's like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not someone that looks Latino, but then has a, a Americanized or Star Warsized name. Their names yeah. are very rooted to like... A, latin and spanish names so it was very important and you know to have their personalities be personalities that you could relate to because everyone's met a trace and rafa in their life yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was it was very impactful and very important so again thank you right for giving life to trace <laughs> yeah i just thank dave filoni you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm, i'm so grateful he wrote that in and i'm so grateful he let it be a, a two two women And, um, you know, he was so adamant about keeping that relationship very real. And I'm actually, in my real life, I'm an older sister, so I, I'm usually mm -hmm. Rafa in my life. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So being Trace, I was like, man, it sucks to be a younger sister. <laughs> you get away with more, though, as a, as a younger sibling. You so, really it has perks. Do. <laughs> it does. But, <laughs> damn, someone's always, like... Someone always has something to say, you know, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. that sucks. Um, but it was wonderful. I mean, yeah, being in the Star Wars world, everything was magical. Every day at work was just mm -hmm. like, wow, I couldn't even, you know, believe it. I, I had always thought the Star Wars, Star Wars world was a fascinating one. I mm -hmm. had never fully immersed myself in it. And, uh, and I didn't even know at my callback. I, I, at my callback, I worked with Ashley Eckstein and with mm, Dave wow. Filoni because it was kind of like a chemistry read. And I was like, that girl's pretty good, man. 
when I walked out. <laughs> and then I found out. Then I saw all her work, and I was like, and it's like ah. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, she's great, Um, And I didn't even realize, like, I knew Dave seemed so familiar, Mm -hmm, but I mm -hmm. didn't realize it was him. Right. (laughs) So these are all, like, little secrets I'm letting you in on, but I was shocked. (laughs) Yes, please tell us more. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, yes, because everything is, like, big, like, secret words Mm -hmm, for everything. mm -hmm. They don't, you know, they don't tell you the truth about anything, usually. Right until you're booked and uh so it was just kind of like wait i'm sorry what wait i'm what am i booked for and then they're mm-hmm. like hours, you're gonna be i'm like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't know because i would have probably screwed that up <laughs> right you know <laughs> like, like i'm glad i was not aware of what exactly yeah. <laughs> i'm glad i knew nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. well you, you flowed you were that's what you're talking about like yeah exactly the pressure the pressure of knowing wasn't there so you could just do you could do you <laughs> exactly uh, so, I mean, you mentioned that you knew about, obviously, appreciate the Star Wars world, but weren't that familiar with it. So when after you got the call back and you're going to prepare for, you know, your performance as Trace, did you have to, what was your preparation for it? Did you actually like watch all of the Clone Wars or did you watch the movies or did you think, okay, maybe I'll just come in as a blank slate and just, you know, st- see how well, it goes? <laughs> I definitely saw like best scenes of Clone Wars, best, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. I didn't fully immerse myself um, because I just wanted the scenes were really about the sister relationship. If you notice, in mm-hmm. the episodes. it was, I mean, we talked about uh, Jedi's and we talked about stuff going on in the world, but we didn't, uh, there wasn't anything that I, I needed to so specifically know the world that otherwise mm-hmm. I would be lost. But then I started watching more and more and obviously you slowly become slowly, but surely you become a fan because you're just mm-hmm, blown mm-hmm. away by the storytelling and, and just how talented everyone is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so quick, quick question, because for Clone Wars season seven, this was pre COVID. So you've recorded all your lines in the studio with, the studio. Uh, with Ashley and all the rest of the, all the rest of the fun kids there at Lucasfilm. Yeah, everything was at the studio, and whoever wasn't able to be in the studio because they lived somewhere else, we'd mm-hmm. do, uh, we'd we'd all do it together, and they'd just be on a TV screen, and they'd be from another studio. They'd mm-hmm. read their, their lines, and then we'd all it would be zooming in, basically. <laughs> it was awesome. Cool. Uh, at the time when you were recording for Clone Wars, uh, did Dave or or you know or whoever right in the production? tell you that you were going to be coming back for the Bad Batch? Or was they, that something that you found out after the fact? So they, they mentioned, they're like, well, now you're in the, now you're in the, the what's it called, the Star Wars world. So as long as mm-hmm. you don't feel it, you'll be around, is what they told me. I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't die. It's like, all okay, right. perfect. Yes. <laughs> but that was it. That, that was all they told me. Like, they didn't say, uh, you know, they didn't specify. And then I got the call and I was like, wait, what? Yes, sir. <laughs> awesome yeah uh, and, and still not that so yeah exactly still not that so. so good things can happen which was such a pleasant surprise to be watching bad patch because yeah, i mean you we didn't really know what to expect from the show uh, right so all of a sudden to have uh, trace and rafa come back with such a such a blessing and to like see how they've grown uh, but for you personally how do you feel that uh, trace was different in the bad patch versus like how she was in the clone wars like, did you have to, in, like, for you, did you have to prepare differently for her? Or did you feel like she was pretty much the the same? Because she felt like she was in a different place at this point. 
there was definitely more of a sense of confidence and obviously mm -hmm. uh there was it was really fun working on the bad batch the chemistry was really nice and everyone was very um i felt like everyone was very in tune with each other mm -hmm. uh, and also you know now at this point the more you do something the more confident you get doing mm -hmm. it you know um so i definitely felt confident and and grateful and really happy to be there and I feel like that kind of trickled into Trace's mm -hmm. sense of strength and um, and where she stood, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, maybe that's why she came off that way too. Mm -hmm. Well, it definitely came off because yeah, we definitely noticed that she was in a in a much stronger position, right, as a character yeah. who wasn't as uh, maybe as a as insecure as she was in the Clone Wars. So definitely, it definitely came through. Uh, and quick question, like before, when we asked about uh, Clone Wars and the recording for this, Bat Batch was Bat Batch recorded uh, during COVID or was that pre-COVID? Eh. Bat Batch was recorded uh, before and during. So when we did the stuff during COVID, uh, I did mm -hmm. it in my closet. <laughs> and and did, that, uh, <laughs> did that did that affect how like you had to get into character or no. you like okay, it's all the same. Eh. No, it's the same because it was just pickups, and I. Okay. You know, at that point, I felt. Um, I don't know. It's like that thing I tell you: the more you do something. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read that book, Outliers? Yes. Uh, he talks about the wow. ten thousand hours, uh, mm -hmm. and ten thousand hours of do like the Beatles before they played their first show. I think they had they had been playing for sixteen thousand hours together. Mm -hmm. So, Jesus. <laughs> you know. By the time, that's why they recorded their first album, A Hard Day's Night. I think they did it in like one day. And so, you know, that that's just an, uh, a testament to putting the time in. Uh, mm -hmm. The more you do something, the freer you feel, the more confident you feel, and the more you can play and just say, oh, I'm going to try this. Why not? Oh, that sucked. Okay, cool. I'm going to try something else. Hey, that was mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You know, that kind of vibe. And anything you do. And in, and in that vein, right, of like trying different things, like Star Wars, it's set in a galaxy far, far away, right? So it's detached from like the world that we know and all the cultures that are in Star Wars are foreign cultures, right? Because they're in space. So they're, you know, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not us, but <clears throat> Some of the characters are proxies, right, of some of our cultures or some of our experiences. So when you were trying out things for Trace, like, how were you trying to inject, like, your culture into her so that, you know, she would be like a more uh, character that was, yeah, so that she would, you know, transcend Star Wars and be a character that was representational, and, you I, know, a space Latina, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah. A space Latina. I tried to just ground her in, in the truth, you know? I felt mm -hmm. that she was in some ways an extension of me. And mm -hmm. I I wanted people to feel that they they know a trace in their lives, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm sure just from chatting with me and like I, mm -hmm. I feel like I I I get you, I know you, you mm -hmm. know, there's mm -hmm. familiarity familiarity that uh, we share and I I just tried to be me without overthinking it and uh, mm -hmm. that me trickle onto trace and and trace to take take a wing become her own her own person if if, if, if you had the power to take trace's future like mm -hmm. just see where it goes what what would you like it to be 
Oh my gosh. I'd definitely like her to become an important pilot. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I really loved working with Ashley Eckstein. I, I, I really wanted that relationship to become a, mm -hmm. I thought that my sister Rafa was definitely in the way of her and I getting mm -hmm. her and, um, and being yeah, able the, to the Twitter, her. the Twitter verse loves that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> they're very, they're very in favor for it. <laughs> No, it's but I mean, like, really as, as, as a friendship, like I thought mm -hmm. her and I, we understood each other. And I feel All like right. in our lives, we've always had a friend. If you have mm -hmm. siblings, like I remember a friend that my sister wanted to hang out all the time with and not me. Her name was Stephanie. She was lovely. <laughs> but I was like, what the hell? Like, I want to play with you. Right. And I think that that's what Rafa did to me. She was hating mm -hmm. on me, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Because she knows she knows you have the, the capacity to maybe surpass her as a leader or a pilot. So she's got to put got to put her down a little bit, yeah, which is what yeah. siblings do sometimes. Yeah, it there's, does ego. there's a lot of ego involved. <laughs> yeah. Hierarchy in families, egos. Uh, you uh, you can succeed as long as I succeed. That exactly. As long as I succeed more than you. <laughs> exactly. And it's so messed up because mm -hmm. that's, that shouldn't be. We should want our loved ones to flourish as they're meant mm -hmm. to right? whatever yep. plan is meant for you may you take it and take it by storm right go thrive uh but that the jealousy and the the yeah the greed gets in the way and i think that mm -hmm. that's what was happening so i'd like ashley's uh ahsoka and i to uh really mm -hmm. become better partners in crime um if, right. if that could have happened that's Wait, what it, we would definitely love to see that because there's definitely an avenue for it. But yeah. speaking of avenues too, like we've seen a lot of characters be doing transitions from animation to live action. So, I mean, the hypothetical world, because we know you can't tell us, right, of anything that's right. happening behind <laughs> the scenes. But if ever like the opportunity to play Trace and live action happened, was that something you'd be interested in? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'd be honored to to do that. I, I know it's kind of uh, hard. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes they like I know Ashley really wanted to be in the live action for Ahsoka mm -hmm. and, and it just didn't work out that way. Um, but if it could work out for me, I, you know, I would take care of that, that opportunity with with all my heart and give him my very best. Uh, and yeah, even I, if I don't play Trace, if I played another character, mm -hmm. then they gave the blessing of doing i'd be so so happy and, and honored to do it so yeah. and, I'm not, and we I'm not jealous like if somebody, <laughs> somebody needs to play trace that maybe looks a little more like the trace sketch mm -hmm. okay. i understand you know i'm not trying cool to that. I'm cool with that. it's okay you know i get yeah. it i look a little different from trace so you could just write something else for me and i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're definitely rooting for you to uh, you know Keep keep playing Trace, and if it transcends uh, animation into live action, definitely oh, you're yeah. our first choice. Uh, and if, if so, Dave, Dave Filoni, you're listening to this. You, yeah, you hear, you, Dave, you, you want to? <laughs> no, the, this is the voice of the people, Dave. This yes, is people. this is the best, the best Star Wars podcast. So why wouldn't he listen <laughs> yeah. to us? Uh, <laughs> so before we wrap up. Uh, and, you know, let's stop talking about Star Wars and let's talk about your future. Why don't you tell us about any future projects you can tell us about? We just saw on Instagram that you just announced uh, Wolverine, La Larga Noche. So why don't you tell us yeah. about that and any other projects that you 
or you know your you know that you can discuss sure happily uh, so i did uh wolverine la larga noche um i play a very stoic kind of um you know rule driven detective her name is agent mm -hmm. sally pierce and she's awesome uh mm -hmm. she's a bit uh too by the book for for my personal taste of life mm -hmm. you know what i i think you can be by the book but if you're too by the book then you're a robot um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you'll discover some real cool stuff about her as the the podcast unravels uh alejandra was a director she's uh mm -hmm. from puerto rico actually oh. She was uh, this powerhouse of a woman. It was wonderful to be directed by her. And um, Guillermo, who uh, plays my co-star, was also, he's from Venezuela. He's mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, a wonderful voice actor and actor. He's on Mayans as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be, that'll be a nice treat. And I think they really put so much love into it that I have no doubt it'll, it'll do really well. And I'm happy that Marvel is thinking of, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. finally yep. Finally. I feel so, so fortunate to be able to voice a character like that, uh, completely different from anything I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Then I have something coming to Netflix. I don't know when it'll be released, mm -hmm. but that'll be a very different role from anything you guys have ever seen me in. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't say the name of it because I don't even know the name of it. So okay. It's still, it's still going through the marketing department. <laughs> so, but it's a story based on, uh, on, on actual facts, like true facts. Uh, mm -hmm. of an event that was uh, pretty chaotic. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was in the early 2000s that it happened, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And it kind of took the, the country by storm for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll know. Is it, a, is it a film or a limited series? It's a film. It's a film. A film, okay. Right. Yeah. And then I'm currently back and forth uh, from New Mexico to LA, but I'm spending a lot of time in New Mexico because I'm working mm -hmm. on a series. And I wish I could tell you all about it because some cool stuff is going to happen, but mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. So I will say I was having coffee and I got this guy in Santa Fe. Hey. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, that's where I'm staying most of the time for work. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know Mexico is beautiful. It's, uh, oh my God, the sunsets are out of this world. You feel like, wow, is this real? Um, mm -hmm. So that's been great. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see what else, uh, what else God throws my way. <laughs> awesome and we'll obviously also keep an eye out to see like where you go and like where your career keeps taking you and obviously we're root, rooting for you and wishing all the success in the world uh, for you yeah <laughs> i feel like when, when every time one of us thrives i feel like mm -hmm. we all thrive, you know and that we have to celebrate mm -hmm. each other and and stick together because i know we have the power to become very influential and and say have great stories told about our, our culture and our people mm -hmm. and our, you know we're not just nanas we're not just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. janitors mm -hmm. there's yeah. so much more to us and i can't wait for the world to realize that yeah hopefully hopefully sooner rather than later for sure uh, so where can we find you if people want to follow you like what are your what are your ads so that people can uh, find you on the twitters or the instagrams or <laughs> Yeah, so I think my Instagram is just Bridget. If you look up Bridget Cali with a K, uh, mm -hmm. then the rest of my name will come up, Bridget Cali Canales. And then on Twitter, I think I'm just Bridget Cali. Um, okay. And yeah, and I'm pretty good. I try to really uh, answer all my, my people back mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, help people live a more inspired life and uh, 
live to their uh, their greatest potential because I think that's what we're supposed to do and that's how we're supposed to help each mm -hmm. other. Um, so if you write to me, it might take me a few days, but mm -hmm. I'm going to write back. Uh, just bear with me. Perfect. And we'll definitely leave those links down below so that people can definitely find you easier. So again, I mean, I know we're, you're very busy, so we don't want to take too much of your time. But again, thank you so much for joining us and answering a couple of questions for us. It's definitely been so much fun and, you know, it's very, very insightful. And hopefully we get to talk to you in the future. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. And you guys are awesome. And thank you so much for making time for me. I appreciate you guys. And I send you a, a huge hug from California. Thank you. And we send, we send one back uh, from Chicago and Puerto Rico. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. So, and with that, we are tried of the force signing off. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, guys.